to him that you believe you trust in him precious heavenly father lord this morning we are coming in your presence father lord with thanksgiving worshiping you glorifying your name father you said in your word whatever two or three will be gathered in my name father you will be there lord by faith we believe that you are here we can already feel your presence that you are here father your word also says that if two or three agree according to anything and if they will ask in my name, it shall be granted unto them. Father, this morning, Father, we are coming with one accord in unity, Father, uniting our faith. Believing, Father, Lord, for the request that has been put, Lord, here, not to us, man, but so that we can address to you, Father. Lord, you said in your word, when my people humble themselves, and Lord, and they come to you and cry unto you, Father, you will hear from heaven, Lord. Based upon your own promise, Father, Lord, you said you will bankrupt, Father, heaven in order to fulfill your own promise. Father, we are bringing Sister Erica, Father, in your presence, Lord. May you touch her, Father, Lord Jesus Christ. May you lead her, Lord, through this process, Father. You heal, it has been said, Lord, at the beginning, you heal by many ways, Father. Lord, let it be by miracle. Let it be, Father, Lord, through the process of healing. Let it be, Father, through the process of medicine. Whatever way, Father, you have chosen. Lord, you are the only healer, Father. Because you are the only one who can bring life to cells, Father. The cells that have re re that's backslidden, you are the only one who can bring them back to normal, Father. Lord, so, Lord, we send your word to put to our sister, Lord. May you touch your Father, Lord. We believe in your word and we claim your promises. We claim what you have already purchased on Calvary for our sister, Father. For any other need that also here, oh Lord, whatever it might be, Father. May the Father close the walk with you, oh Lord. It might be, Father, financial need. It might be, Father, Lord, a restoration in any area, Father, our lives. Lord, we pray that your presence will be, that is here this morning. Through your word and the Holy Spirit, Father, you'll touch every heart, you'll touch every body. You'll mend, Father, our minds, Father. you remove, Lord, Lord, the trouble and depression. And, Father, yourself, you have the victory. Lord, we love you and appreciate you and we thank you, Father. We commit the rest of the service in your hand, Father. Speak to our heart, Lord Jesus Christ. Put the speaker aside and the hearers aside and draw us closer to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We depend on you, Lord. Without you, Father, we are nothing. We depend completely on your grace and your mercy. Father, we love you and we also pray, Lord, for the special meetings for our brothers are traveling and special meetings that have, Lord, being held today. Father, may your presence be upon there, Father. Speak through your people, Father. Speak to your people, Father. Your word has healing inside of it. Lord, we love you and appreciate you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jeff and the musicians. God richly bless you. Thank you. Once again, I greet you in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Those who are here and those who are streaming.
world is in turmoil and but the bride is resting we know that those things will happen it has been prophesied that they will happen but we just want to when we see those things happening we lift our eyes knowing that our redemption is drawing near Amen. just want to thank the pastor and brother ed uh, for allowing me to serve the Lord today through the way of preaching and to serve the bride as well, speak to the bride. Always want to take this as with a lot of respect and, uh, and of all my heart. And uh, so pray that this morning you'll help me amen. as I will be preaching. Help me and uh, support the word with the, with the amen and that will help me. And uh, just. Uh, throw uh, all my broken English aside and uh, anything that is uh, any bone that is in the meat that is not uh, can digest just put it aside and just focus on the meat part and, yeah. and uh, my opinions and my thought just put them aside and as I, I'm just on it someone told me last time when I made a comment about uh, I don't usually want to say it, but, but somehow I went through that and I made a comment to the COVID, whatever I mentioned that time, and just said, no, you made a mistake. Why are you putting your own opinion there? Like, you're right, I should have not said my opinion, so I hope it was a bone you just threw it away and focused on the Word of God. Sorry for making sometimes my own opinion. My own opinion has no value at all, and only God's Word. Amen. So, sorry for that. Just invite you to the word of God, Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33, start with verse 6. No, you've been standing for a long time. Sorry for that. The Bible says, Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them, and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return, and I will build them as at the first and I will cleanse them from all their iniquity whereby they have sinned against me. And I will pardon all their iniquities whereby they have sinned, whereby they have transgressed against me. And says, and it shall be to me a name of joy, praise, and honor before all the nations of the earth, which shall hear all the good that I do unto them. And they shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and for all the prosperity that are procured unto it. Thus saith the Lord again, they shall be heard in this place which is say, shall be desolate without man and without beast, even in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, that are desolate without man and without inhabitant and without beast. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness, 
the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endures forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause to return the captivity of the land as at the first saith the Lord. Amen. Father, may we bless your word this morning, Lord. With human ability, we try to read and open the book, but Father, may you come and give the context, Father, and the revelation, Father, that can go and pertain to our individual lives, Father, Lord, as we commit the remainder of the service in your hand. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. And have your seat. Thank you for the special, special songs, morning. Just uh, thank God for that, for every gift, for every song. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. I'll go to. I'll continue my subject this morning on the. The. Jerusalem must be rebuilt. And the subtitle, I put it, the resurrection of the bride tree. And I will go to Joel 2, the familiar scripture for message believers. Joel 2, 30, 23. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he had given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. Can you say amen to the promise of God? This pertains to us. And it says, and I will restore to you the years that the locust had eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which are sent among you. And say, then he shall eat, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. Praise be to his name. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else and my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids. In those days will I pour out my spirit. Amen, amen, amen. I invite you again to go to Acts First chapter and six and seven says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. But it says, But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part 
of the earth. In other words, says oh, you are asking for restoration, but you don't have to don't have to worry about anything else. The only thing you have to worry it's just about to receive the Holy Ghost. Once you have received the Holy Ghost, you shall have the receive the power. After you have received the Holy Ghost, shall I receive the power? Once you have that, the restoration will just come by itself. That's the key for the restoration is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So this morning I was just trying to put, I was to put a little bit of a comparison as to talking about the Jerusalem restoration and put that in comparison with the restoration of the, of the bright tree, restoration for the bright tree. I would say God allows things in natural to be a prophecy of something sometimes in the future. We can see God can prophesy in some of the scriptures or things that will be, will be maybe, maybe going through it. We'll see it pertains, they have compound meaning. They have compound meaning. You can see God a given promise and sometimes it can pertain actually in the fullness, in the millennium, or we can say that. But there is also a part of it that you can already grasp and have already, already experienced that in the, in, the, in, in the spiritual realm. Amen? In the spiritual realm. You can see God can be talking about Abraham and told Abraham to say, thy seed, thy seed, in thy seed shall all the nations be blessed. And we can see that the fulfillment of that prophecy was fulfilled in the time of, we can see that it was fulfilled in the time of Isaiah, but actually, not Isaiah, in the time of Isaac, but actually Isaac was not the, the, the real seed of Abraham. The real seed of Abraham was actually the Lord Jesus Christ. But we see that it's a compound, it's a compound prophecy to be the applies to Isaac, but actually it applies in fullness into, into Jesus Christ. We see also the same thing happens in the, in, the, in the church ages. All the letters that were sent to the church ages, they were actually local church ages. They were lo- actually local churches. They would see pertain to Ephesus, you would see Smyrna, Pregamus, Tarotira, Sardis, Philadelphia. They are actually local churches. But what was happening in those churches were a type of something that will be happening through all the ages. So if if the people on that time they said, no, it's not only pertain to our time here and on any other time, and any other time, no, then you'll be missing. So it pertains to that time for that local church, what they were experiencing, and it was a warning for what was happening in that time, but it's actually all something that will happen in the fulfillment, in its fullness through the all the ages. Amen? Are you following me that so far? And you see the compound prophecy as well about Israel when it says that Israel was a child and loved him and a called my son out of Egypt. You will see that Israel was called out of Egypt in the time of Moses, even the time when they were in captivity, the time of Jeremiah, because some of them fell, uh, um, uh, flee, flee in the past. Flee in the past. They fled to Egypt, and then God told them, you know, I have to take you out of Egypt. But the fullness of that prophecy was on the time of Jesus Christ when he went into Egypt, and he told him, you have to come back. Amen? So you see the time of the prophecy as well in the time of David. Solomon was a type of the son of David, but the real son of David is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
As I put this time, and as you see, Jeremiah is giving the prophecy, he will be talking about Babylon, and actually some of the, what the, what the things he was talking about Babylon happened and pertained the time he was living in, but the fullness of that, we see that happening in our time. We see the spirit of Babylon didn't die. The spirit of Babylon continues even to our time, and it comes even to the fullness of maturity of that in our time. So we can see here that there's a parallel between I want to show instead the parallel between the, dis, the destruction of Jerusalem and the bright tree. So bear with me, I'm trying to, try to put a, a PowerPoint here. Is this the PowerPoint? Brother, okay. I think you just lead me if I make mistakes. But I'm not a good presenter, so I get nervous when I have to present things. It looks like work, and work makes me nervous. <laughs> um, so, okay, seems to work. Okay, so, uh, the prophet says here, says, says, he was God's perfect prophet tree, the example tree, the bridegroom tree, amen, glory. I'm going to say something directly. He is the bridegroom tree, do you believe it, from the Garden of Eden? And the congregation says, amen. Then the bridegroom tree is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. The bridegroom tree without the female don't bear fruit. So it's God to have a bride tree. So even though he is the bridegroom tree, but in order to bear fruit, it's God to have a bride tree. So you are part of the program of God. If you want to have fruit, it needs you and I in order to bear fruit. Amen. She's got to be born of the same material, the word made flesh in the tree. Hope you get it. It's the same life in this female tree, the bridegroom, as it is in the bride. The works that I do shall you also. So the life that is in the bridegroom has to be the same life that is in the bride. In order to bear the, the, the life into the bride, you need to have the same life that is in the bridegroom. You can't mix the two together if they don't have the same nature. If they don't have, they are not of the same spacing. They have to be of the same kind in order to bear some fruit. Amen. You can't bear the, you can't take the fruit of an, of an apple and then the fruit of, of an orange and try to have fruit. You can't have fruit. They have to be of the same nature, of the same kind. So the same thing here, in order for the bride to bear the fruit, she has to be of the same nature as the bridegroom. Amen. So the bright tree, the prophet said, the bright tree bloomed on the day of Pentecost. If you see on that day of Pentecost, it was a healthy tree. It was a healthy, bright tree. They had all the fruit and have all the leaves. It had all the branches and everything. It was a healthy fruit. And God was so pleased to look at it and say, this is my bride. This is my bride. And if she continues like this, if she had continued to be in, this, in the presence of the sun, 
son of God, in the presence of the S-U-N, in the presence of the S-O-N, it would have come to the rapture. But as we know, at some point, they start going down. But it was a perfect tree at that time. Amen. So the prophet says it groomed there. It had all the, it had all the fruit. But my comment, it had all the fruit, very healthy. There were miracles. There were love of God. There was the fervent desire to please God. The passion to know the word of God. The cry for reaching out in the spirit. Amen. They, they, they wrote the book of Acts of the Holy Ghost through the apostles. If you see that, what was the church at that time? That's where we have to go back to. Amen. And we see the prophets say again, and that's what do we see. And then we see, as they're going through the ages, we see that things are happening through that tree. The things happening that tree, actually, I could put, excuse me, this, I should maybe put it a little bit later, because the prophet referred to the die, to the day of darkness, and the day of gloominess, of day of clouds, and of a thick darkness, the time of, of, of that we are living in the day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and the strong, they have not been ever the like, I'm reading the Bible here, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations, a fire devoured before them, behind them, a flame burn of the land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness, yet nothing shall escape them. So we see there is a wilderness, there is a time of famine, there is a time where there is no sun anymore. The sun is there, but there is the cloud. The cloud is, is a Stopping the sun to, 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 to reach, to reach the, the tree, amen. The sun is there, but there is the cloud. The prophet will say in the feast of the trumpet, he says, this, the Holy Spirit was bound by the creeds and dogma through the, the, the ages. Why? There was the sun still there, but it couldn't, it couldn't reach the bride. It couldn't reach the bride tree. It was there, but it couldn't reach because they put theology around it. But we needed the message of the hand time in order to remove those clouds so that the sun can still shine upon the tree. As we know, then we see the Bible says that which the palm, palmer worm had left, had the locusts eaten, and this is the one of the palmer worm that put there. It's there. It's a tiny animal. It looks very innocent. It looks, if you see them, this one on here, one of there. But it's there on the leaves are here on the picture. But actually his aim and his goal is to go to the fruits. Because that's where it's trying to take all the fruits of the, of the bride tree, to take all the fruit. And that way they happened through the ages, they took all the fruits of the bride tree. They took the love of God. They took the joy of God. They took the peace of God. They took even the faith in the word of God. The trust in the word of God. Start putting the word of God like another, just, just, another, just another, another theory or another, another uh, philosophy. But the word of God is that safe, the word of God. 
That what the devil is trying to do for the message is to, to diminish the value of the message. Oh, Brother Branham was just a man. You know, this is the opinion. That's not the opinion of William Marion Branham. This is that save the Lord of God himself. Himself speaking to the bride. And we see that what's happening to the ages. They come and they take, they take the fruit of the, the, the bride tree. They take the fruit. They, they put their own idea. The Bible, the prophet will say at the, at the beginning it was just innocent. It was just the deed of the Nicolaitans. It was just something innocent. You could look at it and say, oh no, this is nothing. This is not going to harm us. This is just something that is just at the beginning. We, have, we don't have to worry about anything that, oh no, just, just, just leave it. Just let it go here. It's just so innocent. We know you cannot just be telling for selling to sin. This is nothing. You don't have to play with sin. You don't have to take sin lightly. You don't have to see how, how close you get to sin, but you have to actually run away from any appearance of sin. Don't try because the devil will try to put you way farther than how you think that you will go. So when you study in the churches, you see the love of God start diminishing. The love for the word of God start diminishing. The prophet says, the fervent desire to please God, the passion to know his word, the cry for reaching out in the spirit, all begins to fade. And instead of that church being on fire with the fire of God, it has cooled off and become a bit formal. God hates a formal church, a lukewarm church. That's something of religion, a cover. That's not what we, the word of God wants. God wants those who are hot and, and on fire for the word of God. A desire for more of God. Amen. A desire and a passion for more of God. And the prophet said this is what was happening back there to the Ephesians. They were getting a bit formal. The abandonment to God was dying out and the people went too careful about what God thought of them as they began to be careful about what the world will think of them or thought of them. Amen. So we see that even in the, the, the white, the white, the white horse rider was something that was very innocent. It was something that was that was white. It was something that you could, you could see. You needed the Holy Ghost in order to discern what was wrong. That what we need constantly, the word of God, in order to discern what is right and what is wrong. Amen. That the same thing we've seen. The prophet says sin is so enticing. It's glamour. It's got a very appetizing appeal. Sin has it's so innocent it looks so innocent but look now what happened in the next the next page is also the same insect there that we saw so innocent when they multiply they become the locust and uh, i'm sorry if the image uh, when i saw that I was like oh i don't like that so, and it was in the middle of the night I'm like okay <laughs> but so the Palmer worm have left, if you see any Palmer worm have left anything upon the fruit, when you look at the locusts in this stage, you can see that nothing will be left. They will take anything that the, anything that the Palmer worm have left, they will come there and try to take everything, they will remove any fruit, and they will go for other leaves, they will go for the fellowship, they will take everything, they will dare to destroy. The purpose for them is to destroy. The same thing that started very innocent, now it becomes to the level where you have to fight in order to get it out. Now in order to remove it, you have to fight now constantly. 
The small habit that you just let it was innocent, but once it becomes multiplied, it becomes harder to fight. It becomes harder to get rid of. You need the blood of Jesus Christ. You need the word of God. Only fire can burn them out. Without the fire of the Holy Ghost, you can't get rid of them by just playing with them like this little boy. That's what has happened in the spiritual realm as well. When those things that you are playing with, when the prophet tells you, be careful of that thing, don't play with that thing. Because there is a spirit behind it. I want to preach a positive message, but I have to show the negative side in order to put the positive side. Amen? Don't let anything start that is against the word of God. Satan wants to lead you away than you think that you want, that you think that you can handle. Amen. That's why Joshua gave the commandment. When you go into that land, even if you see a little baby Philistine, don't try to think, oh, he's so nice, he's a baby, just a baby, leave him alone, he's so innocent. Yeah, at that time he's just a baby, but as he's growing up, he's going to be your worst enemy. So at a little stage that he's a baby, that's the time to remove him. That's the time to get rid of him. If you see a little bit of bitterness in your heart that is coming in, don't let it grow. As it's coming at a little stage, that's the time to remove it. If you see a little bit of, a little bit of, a little bit of doubt to the words, the word of God, as we heard the other Sunday, don't let it grow. Remove it at the early stage. Apply the token. Apply the word of God. I don't want to shout this morning, but... Uh... And then, as we know, it says it becomes the canker worm. The canker worm is an ugly word, but it attacks the bark. They have now residence. They go into the, the trunk of the tree. They find a place, and they, they become there, and they, 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 they start multiplying, and they start making. They become part of a, Part or part of the trunk, part of it. You see, even the color and everything, it starts mixing. That's what sin does. It becomes, it becomes like your, your second nature. It becomes like a part of the nature. Only God can remove that. Only the, only the fire of God can remove that. And you see them, let's say they start multiplying, they multiply and they put a lot of eggs, and they come, and one demon calls another demon, and they multiply, they multiply constantly. The purpose there is just to reproduce forever and ever, and more and more, and it goes more and more, and then it becomes the caterpillar. The caterpillar goes for the, for the life. It goes to kill the life. It's there to kill all the life. And either anything, anything that the life that can show, the caterpillar goes there to try to exterminate everything. Oh, may God have mercy. That's what happened to the bright tree. It came in to destroy everything. But now you need to destroy the same thing. You need to destroy that caterpillar. You need to destroy the sad insect. You need to remove it. Don't let it stay there. You need to remove it by the word of God. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. Another state of uh, the tree. It becomes just a standing dead tree. There is no life inside of it. The prophet will say, remember, in the, in the, how can I overcome 
was walking and he found a dead log, a log and he stepped on it. It had that the form that he still had some strength, but inside of it there was no life because the life has already left. And he says that's how we need to be constantly keeping life. Constantly making sure that you have the revival. Don't let the revival die. Don't let the, the, the revival and the zeal that you have for the word of God die. Don't let it become formal. Don't let it become just casual. Make, oh God, keep the revival inside of me. Let the word of God continue to bubble inside of me. Let the Holy Spirit continue to bubble inside of me. Amen. Are you with me this morning? And otherwise become just a dead tree. A dead and a complete tree. Oh, That the same thing that happened, I think that's what I have, what I have for the, the same for Israel, there was Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Ezekiah, and Josiah, all the good kings in the time of Israel, the prophet would say, and we see those kings, the prophet will even put, let me just read it for you. Prophet says, he kept fooling with them through, through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, and all down through the dark age that they had in the days of Herb, on down Solomon and so forth, until it comes out in that lukewarm condition. But just before he closed that dispensation there, he gave a great virtue of the Holy Ghost to the Jews alone, Go not in the way of the Gentile, but go to the lost sheep of Israel. Is that right? So what the prophet is saying here, Israel also had all those ages, and then it came to the point where they have dark ages. I will put that, if you allow me to put it, it was also a similarity to the church ages. We also had dark ages. They also had time where they had dark ages. There was a tremendous time where they had time of good kings, but it came to the time where they had very bad kings, and Heb was at the top of them. Heb was the lukewarm one. Heb was the one who brought them through the, those dark ages. The Bible says, I just want to simplify what David was because I'm talking about Jerusalem. The Bible says in 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 5, says, And the king's man went to Jerusalem, Unto the Jebusite, inhabitant of the land, which spoke unto David, saying, Except I take away the blind and the lame that shall not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same is the city of David. David said on that day, who saw ever gather up to the gutter and smite of the Jebusite and the lame and the blind that are added of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, the blind and the lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. And David built round about from Milo and inward. And David went on and grew great. And the Lord, the Lord God of hosts was with him. Amen. Amen. So this is David. He's coming there to Jerusalem and possessing Jerusalem. As we see David in his time, if we can compare it through that age, I think it's a glorious age. 
Because David has the word of God. David has the ark of God. David is bringing the ark back into Jerusalem. David, as the ark is coming, the return of the word of God is coming into Jerusalem. David is rejoicing. David is dancing. David is happy about the word of God coming into Jerusalem. That was his dream. The word of God is back into Jerusalem. That's what my desire all the time, that the word of God is back. I would say that that's what was happening in the time of, the word, in the time of Paul. It was the word of God that was there. Paul had the, 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 was there speaking the word of God without compromise. That's why, brother, I would say, I speak exactly like Paul preached because that was the perfect word of God. Amen. Paul was not compromising on anything. He received the word of God. Amen. That's what was happening in the time of David. The word of God was there. Amen. A prophet was in the land. Amen. Nathan was in the land. Amen. Paul was in the land right there. Oh, glory be to God. The Bible says they brought in the ark of the Lord and set in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. They put the word of God at the right place. Amen. The word had is positioned in the right place. Israel studied very well in Jerusalem, I would say. Israel studied very well in Jerusalem. The word was back in Israel. There was dead and dancing and singing around the word of God. There was the fruit of the spirit around the word of God. Amen. As we the word gladly they were saved amen and then we see in the next king we see the Saul as Saul was consecrating the temple as he built the temple if David was not a warrior he has not he has not poured on the blood I believe God would have allowed him to build the temple by said you have man you have men of wars let your son build that temple so he Solomon went there and he built the temple as he built the temple and as he was consecrating or dedicating in the temple as he was praying on his knees and there was a singing happening there the pillar of fire came down into the temple. It was the golden age for Israel. There was joy in Jerusalem. Amen. There were people rejoicing. The Bible says the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. That's what Israel was longing to go back to. We want the cloud. We want the pillar of fire. We want the singing. We want the word of God among us. We want the presence of God among us. That was the time of the Ephesus for, for, for Israel. Oh, amen. But then, the Bible says, Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughters of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, and Edomites, and Zidonians, and Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, you shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. The same way as the Ephesus at the end of the Paul was departed, they lost the first love for God. Solomon lost the first love for God. His heart was towards other gods. Started putting other gods. He loved those women, and the women turned their hearts to him to other gods. Women represent churches. The churches turned the heart of Israel towards other gods. Amen. And the Bible says Solomon clave unto these in love, and he had 700 wives and princesses and three. Oh, have mercy on Solomon. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. 
and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as was the heart of David his father. David was a reference. The brother Barnum says, I'll take Paul as a reference for, to, to, to declare and find all the other messengers for the other ages. If I have to compare them to Paul. Amen. You see also the Israel all the time. You see all the kings. We see all the kings who came down and they would start backsliding. The Bible said that he didn't live according to the word of God as his father David. Amen. David was a reference. That what we want to go to. He was a reverence, a reference. But as we go through the dark ages, they start having political marriages and all the different things. That's why the Bible says and the Word of God says, "Under no circumstances shall you marry an unbeliever." Because the unbeliever will lead you to other gods, will lead you to compromise. Because you love that unbeliever, that unbeliever will lead you to go astray from the word of God. Stay in the word of God. Marry someone who believes like you believe. Marry someone who's born again. Don't marry by just by pleasure or how she looks or how he looks. Those things will fade away. I used to be young. I started having white hair. Oh, <laughs> it fades away. I'm talking from experience. <laughs> so it fades away. I'm old now. So you need to love by, by loving from how you love with the love of God. You love when she's born again. She loves when she's born again. Amen. Oh, we thank God that we, we have the grace of God. We got married in the message. We brothers and sisters who are born again. And then Ahab came. The Bible says, Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat. And he took to wife Jezebel the daughter of Etba, king of the Zidonian, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. He was a borderline believer. I like this picture because Jezebel is really commanding. Do this. She's the one commanding and he's just obeying. He has no backbone. He can't stand for the word of God. He can't stand for the word that God has given to the, pro to the prophet. He's a lukewarm believer. He looks only for God when he needs him. You go look for, for Elijah only when he's in trouble. But when he's not in trouble, he goes on and worship, worship Baal. That's not the kind of believer God wants. That's not the believer or a Christian in the, on a Sunday, on a Monday, they're doing their own thing. God wants the believers who can be believers all the time. Stay on fire for God all the time. Loving God all the time. Worshipping him all the time. God, you are giving good health. I'm worshipping you. God, I don't feel well, but I'm still worshipping you. Amen. And then it came to the time when Zedekiah, the bull, the bill, the whole, the idols, and they were worshipping all the things, and they were deported. The Bible says the Zedekiah, it is a sad, it's a sad picture, it's a king. They slew the son of Zedekiah before his eyes and put out the eyes of Zedekiah and bound him with a fed of brass and carried him to Babylon. 
the one that there they, 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 they pierced and they put out the eyes of Zedekiah. I believe it is the type of Laodicea. He became blind. Laodicea is completely blind. Laodicea doesn't even know that she's blind. But because she has no eyes, she can't see. She, she, she's being carried. She's a slave. She's wretched. She's miserable, poor. She's bound. She's in captivity. Laodicea is completely in captivity. That's why she needs the word of God to take out of the captivity. Oh. And the next things for the Jews that they see is Jerusalem. Is Jerusalem to be destroyed. Jerusalem is burned. They burn the king's house, the houses of the people with fire. They break down the walls of Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar, the Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, left the poor of the people which had nothing in the land of Judah. There's no way of escape. You, can't, you, you don't have any army. The king is not there. So everything is completely destroyed. All the pride, all the, all, 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 all the temple they were boasting about, all the wall they were boasting about, it's completely destroyed. And all the people were there, they can't even, are not even soldiers. The people are staying there, are not even soldiers. They can't rescue, they, can't, they have no hope to rescue in, in front of or against that great army of the Chaldeans or the great army of the Babylonians. Let me tell you, in this time that you are living, there is no way you can escape without God. The spirit of Laodicea is so strong. The prophet will say even the young people, even the young children, if they are not careful, if you put them rock and roll, it will take their heart. Because it's so strong, the spirit is so strong. You need to be behind the word of God constantly. The spirit of Laodicea changes your mind and your thinking. Without you know it, you are already agreeing with what Laodicea is giving to you instead of standing with the word of God. You need the washing by the word of God. And they became slaves. They were taken into captivity. They were once slaves. Now they are back again to become slaves for another people. No hope for any strong man to save them. They become slaves. They have taskmasters again. That the condition of the churches, the conditions of the churches. But God has given a promise, I will restore. The holy hope that God has given is, I will restore. He has given a promise to Israel who was scattered at the time because of their sins in the time of Jeremiah. He told them, I will restore. I know I'm punishing you at this time, but I will restore. Even the time when they, they were scattered in the time of Titus, when he came and destroyed Jerusalem again, God gave the promise, I will restore. God is the restorer, amen. I will restore. I want you to notice the emphasis that God is speaking to Israel here. I'm going to read some scriptures in the Jeremiah. The prophet God is saying, Jeremiah, as I told, I told last time, Jeremiah is a prophet who was prophesied many negative things of Israel, but he gave a promise of hope for those who can believe in the word of God. Jeremiah 33, 30, 33 says, 30 and 3 says, For lo, the days come, save the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people, Israel and Judah, save the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. For I will restore health unto thee. I will heal thee of thy wounds. 
Save the Lord because they call thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. And ye shall be my people, and I shall be your God. It's God giving the promise, I will restore you. You have no power to restore yourself, but I will restore you. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. You will be my people, and I will be your God. It's one thing to be God's, be God's people, because when you are God's people, it means you are under the protection of God. And when he says, you will call me your God, it means you recognize it is the only object of worship. God is God without people worshiping him because the angels are worshiping him. But when he calls you that you will recognize him as your God, it means you start worshiping him. You start recognizing that God, you are worthy to be praised. Revelation 5 is when you recognize your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You change the song and you start praising the Lord. The prophet says, regardless of the conditions, God will restore you. If you believe the word of God, regardless of the conditions where in which Jerusalem it is, God will restore you. Amen. And it's based upon the prophecy of Jeremiah that the prophet of the restoration of the excellent Babylon will rely upon the prophecy of Jeremiah. Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi are the prophet of the restoration. And they will rely on it because they know that it is that saved the Lord. The prophet will say, or the Jeremiah will say in Jeremiah 31, but if you can help me with that. Jeremiah 31, 3. I just want to keep your Bible at that time because I'll be reading. The Lord appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you. In this time, they couldn't understand the love of God. Many times we don't understand the love of God. Israel asked, in the time of Malachi, they asked, in the prophet Malachi, how can you tell that God loves us? But God replied, I love you because I hate it. It's so but I loved you. I loved you. I loved you. How do you know that I love you? Because my love is elective. My love is not just you don't have to go to suffering, even though you go to sufferings, but I still love you. Because I elected you before the foundation of the world. And nothing happens to you without having a purpose. There's nothing that can happen to you that is beyond what has given you as a strength to go through that trial. That's why I love you. I will never lose you. I will never forsake you. Amen. And again he says, and again I will build thee, Jeremiah 31, 4. Again I will build thee, and there shall be built of virgin of Israel. They shall again be adorned with the tablets, and shall go forth in the dances of them that make merry. They shall yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall eat them as the common things. For there shall be a day that the watchmen upon the mountain from shall cry, Arise ye and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. For thus saith the Lord, sing with gladness for Jacob. Shout among the chief of the nations. Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. 
Behold, I will bring them forth from the north country and gather them by the coast of the earth and with them the blind and the lame, the woman with child and her that traveleth with child together. A great company shall return thither. God, when he's restoring, is calling from many places. Amen. You can look at just in our own small church that we are here. God has called us from many different places. From the South America, from Central America, from the North of America, from Europe, from Africa, South Africa, different Asia. God is calling from all the different places. How is he doing that? Because he said, I will restore. I will gather you. Amen. You're not gathered just a social gathering. It is the trumpet of God gathering the people of God. We are being gathered for the rapture. Amen. Do you love the Lord this morning? Prophet says, or the Bible says, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. We shall be ever be with the Lord. In the message of rapture, the prophet says, the first thing comes forth is message calling the bride together. The next thing is the resurrection of the sleeping bride. The ones died back in the, in the other ages, they are caught together. The trumpet, the feast in the heaven, in the skies. Why? That's the thing that takes place, friends. We are right there, ready now. The only thing the church coming out has got to lay before the sun to ripen. The great combine will come by after a while. The wheat will be burned, the stalks, but the grain will be gathered into his gather. I will say the sun is here. We just need to lay in the presence of the sun in order to mature. But the sun is already here. It was hidden by the clouds, but now it's here. Amen. The message of the hour, as I said at the beginning, has removed the clouds. Now it's saying shalom to the bride. You can stay in the presence of the S-O-N. Amen. We have already received the shout that is gathering the bride. The bride is being gathered by the shout of the king. We are being gathered by the word of God. Amen. The word of God is gathering us. It's not the shout of a man. It's not political gathering. It's the calling out of the bride for the rapture. Praise be to God. And then Jeremiah 31 continues, says, 9 verse 9, They shall come with weeping and with supplication will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble, for I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Remember, notice here, say, I cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way. The English version is putting waters, but the French version is putting water, and the prophet says, it's not waters, it is water. <laughs> it's just one water. Many streams, many rivers, but just one water. Many gifts in the body of Christ, but just one water, amen. Many di different individuals, but each person has the same nature of water. As if you have a small quantity of water of God, like, of, of water, it is the same quality of the water as in the big river. The same God being divided in multiple members of the body. The same deity in the different people. It is the word of God. 
God, amen. You will cause them to walk by the rivers of water, amen. We thank God for the water of God now. It is the water that is washing us. It is the water that is cleaning us. We want the washing of the water by the word of God. Amen. That's why I told that woman at the well. So whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water spring up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. That's our request. God, give us more of that water. If there is anyone here who's going through different, 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 different husband, different husband from one husband to another husband, from different pleasure to another pleasure, come to the living water of the Word of God. It will give you the, it will satisfy the quench in your heart. It is the message of the hour. How can I find it? Zechariah 44:14 says, "But it shall be one day." We shall be known to the Lord not day nor night. But shall come to pass that at the evening time it shall be light. And it shall be in that day that living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them towards the former sea and half of them towards the hinder sea. In summer and in winter shall it be. I like the comment of the prophet. Comment of prophet overrides the comment of Dr. Field, overrides any other comment, because it is the absolute comment. He says that water that is coming out of Jerusalem, it is the gospel. It is the gospel that the attraction is coming out of Jerusalem. It is the gospel we have received. What is the gospel? It is the evening time evangelism. It is the evening time message. There is no other gospel that can give the new birth outside of the message of the hour. This is the gospel that is coming out of Jerusalem. Amen. Praise be to God. So if you want looking for that water, come to Jerusalem. Come from that stream of life. Once the message becomes life in you, it makes you bubbling. You become the bubbling message yourself. You become the revival. Like the Welsh revival, when they go and look for the revival, that policeman told you have arrived because I am the Welsh revival. That's what the message has to do to each individual is to become yourself a revival of the message. Not just put the message on the shelf or the message on the books, but oh God, make that message become life inside of me. It has to become a living water inside of myself. That's what the message comes to do. Yet came on Pentecost in the natural Jerusalem. Those living waters shall come from Jerusalem spiritual too. The first time when the rock was smitten in the natural Jerusalem, it gushed out streams of waters. This time is not being smitten, but by speaking the word of God. When you speak the word of God, when the seals were open, the streams of water came out from the same rock. You see, on one time, on one place, it was Jerusalem, but on the other side, it is Tucson. Amen. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona, when the seals, when the seals were given to the prophet, it's the same streams of life coming out. 
I was just looking into the map. Someone told me, you know, the, the Jerusalem and, and Tucson are exactly at the same latitude. So yesterday I was looking at the globe and checking different things. And I realized, yeah, actually, it's exactly true. They're exactly on the same line. A few, maybe a few, few, few degrees different, depending on where you are, but exactly on the same line. So if you take Jerusalem and, and Tucson, it will right through the straight path. It's like the globe, if you carried it, if it, was, if, it was, if, it was, if it was a pyramid, you carried it, it would be just exactly on the same line where the cap stone has to come in. So exactly the same rock on the east it was smitten, the same rock on the west it is spoken word, but it gives the same life of the streaming waters. That's why we have a prophet taking the scripture of Jeremiah 2.33. 13 says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Why he can say that? Because it knows that we have received the same stream of life. Outside of that stream of life, you have broken cisterns. You have water that is being contaminated. But we want the fresh water of the word of God. Let's continue Jeremiah. Verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations. Declare it in the highs afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd after his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob. Sorry that the screen is not working. I'm reading myself, but me being fast sometimes, I'm sorry for that. Ransom him from the hand of him that was stronger than him. Therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion. They shall flow together. To the goodness of the Lord for wheat and for wine and for oil and for the young of the flock and for the herd. For the soul shall be as a watered garden and they shall not sorrow anymore at all. So he has promised that you will have the wheat. The wheat is the food. You will have the food in abundance. It's a symbol of what we have received. They had the manna in the desert and they died. But now in the promised land, they had the wheat themselves. And God has promised us that he, is the, he has told us he is the bread of life. Your fathers eat manna and they are dead. But I am the bread of life that comes from God out of heaven. We are thankful that we are not feeding upon the man idea, but we are feeding upon the unfailing body word of the Son of Man, the real wheat given to the bride, the eagle's food, the food in due season. Amen. It says, I will give you oil, which is the Holy Ghost, and I will give you wine, which is the stimulation or revelation of the word of God. God, give us the meat. Give us the wheat, give us the wine, give us the oil. All three together. They're all related into worship. You can't separate them into worship. You need all of them. You need the stimulation of the revelation of the word of God. You know, sometimes. Oh. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, the Bible, the Bible says. Both young men and all together. For I will turn their mourning into joy, and I will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. Oh, I thank God that we have received that, a promise that he will turn our mourning into joy. Because he's the God that restores. Amen. Restoration is a resurrection. Amen. 
Oh, praise be to God. We have received the message that has the seed of resurrection. The message has the seed of the rapture. Amen. As you receive the word of God, you become the word of God. As you receive the seed of the resurrection, you will be resurrected. As you see the seed of the rapture, you will be raptured. What you just need to do is, God, I open the womb of my heart and I receive your word in my heart. Amen. Let us talk a little bit about the resurrection of the bad tree. Is the screen working now? No? Okay. So you have no presentation. I'm the presentation. <laughs> John has seen the tree. Joel has seen the tree. There was nothing left upon that tree. That tree, as we see, it was completely come only to the trunk. There was no life from the outside. Praise be to God. There was no life from the outside, only the roots. Only the life was only in the root. As we see for yourself, you and I, we had no life from the outside. The only place that there was life was in the root. The only place that was life was in the soul. The only place where there was life was in the seed into your soul. But on the outside, you were in the world. We were in the world. We were in the place of the world. There was no difference between the seed of God with the seed of the serpent seed. The only difference was God who could see what was underneath the trunk. Underneath the, the tree, underneath it, that, that's what God saw. And we thank God that God put that life inside of it. No matter what the palmer work could do, no matter what the, the, all the insects could do, they couldn't touch the soul. They couldn't touch what was underneath the ground. Praise be to God that there was still life under the roof. God preserved that life. The prophet will say it was a predestinated life. It couldn't die. No matter what the insect, it could never touch the soul of the bride. And the prophet says, the Roman caterpillar started eating the bride tree and took it all the way to the root, cut it all the way back, everything, cut the tree right off. Like they did Christ Jesus, the bridegroom, cut the bride right down and started out the creed and denomination, same old back, but in its root was the predestinated seed, the royal seed of Abraham. It could not die. Praise God, it could not die. The word was in the roots with the promise, I will restore, save the Lord. What? All the ears that the caterpillar cut off, all the locusts hid off, all the rest of the bag hid off, I will restore it back, save the Lord. Notice, I will just try to read quickly here, but it's so good. In the old time when the tree was killed, it was killed when it plowed to the root that was killed back. But this time, because the word is predestinated, there is nothing going to stop it. God said, I will restore. No matter how much they organize, how much they do this, that, or the other, I'm going to restore it. That settles it. I'm going to restore it. All the laughing and the making sound, the scoffing, calling holy rollers, nonsense. Everything you want, God still says, I will restore. But 
God, you don't have any army. How can you do that? I will just take simple prisons, simple poor people that people are laughing at, and through them I will restore. I will do the work. It's not your work. It's my work. Oh, praise be to God. The same way that the first bride tree of the bridegroom, the Romans tried to put the stone on top of it, and they said it cannot come out from that tomb. But because on that day of the resurrection, nothing could stop him from that root, he came out of that tomb. The same Lord Jesus Christ is inside of you. He will give you victory. No matter what you are going through, if you just put God's word first, he will restore. How are you going to do it, God? I will restore. All God wants us to see, as he comes in this time, the sun, you know the tree, what the tree needs is just three ingredients. I'm not the botanist, but I think the three ingredients. It needs the sun, it needs the water, it needs nutrients. Once we have those three elements, I believe nothing can stop the life that is inside of it. As God has given us the water of the word of God, he has given us the sun that is shining, he has given us the word of truth, nothing can stop the seed inside of it. The seed has to come up no matter what you try to do. As long as you receive those three ingredients and you receive them in your heart, you are going to be blossoming. But I don't side, I cannot understand how I can get rid of this thing that has been bothering for so many years. Just stay under the sun of the word of God. Just stay under the word of the word of God. Just stay nurturing and feeding your soul upon the word of God. It will go out. God will restore. It is a paradox. I don't understand how it can happen, but it is a paradox. And the prophet says, in this time we have received the sun. That's why the prophet will say, how is Satan going to stand against that? How is it going to stop that from growing? How is he going to keep them signs from following? How? Why could he throw them? They could throw them in jail. They could do all the different things, but they could never stop the seed. The seed has to come up. And when the seed comes up, all you need, just to see that, the prophet will say, and you, and you know that, once it has been, that, that tree has been cut and had different things, we don't need to, 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 to graft anything on that tree. We want the original trunk to build itself a branch out of it. Once the original trunk builds out its own branch, it will be the same thing exactly as the original branch. We don't want anything grafted upon that. The message does not want you to graft anything upon that yourself. The message is not coming you to calling us to confirm to the message. Confirming is one part, but it's not that all the message. You can confirm as much as you can, that's good, but you need a transformation from the inside. It has to come from the inside outside. 
if it's just from confirming from the outside without a revelation from the inside, along the time it's going to cut off. It has to become the original branch from the original tree coming out itself because that's what God is restoring for the bride. And once you see that coming out, start already praising the Lord. When you see that coming out, already starting praising the Lord, God, I see something happening in my life. It's not the whole complete tree. I don't see all the fruits yet, but God, I praise you already because I see something coming out already. I see a little bit of love for you coming up already. I'm not completely delivered, but I see something coming up already. God is restoring already. He's not taking another trunk. So this trunk was here. It died. Oh, my son or my daughter made mistakes. It's here. So I'm cutting it and finish with that. That's not how God deals. He knows Moses made mistakes. Abraham made mistakes. But he takes the same Abraham. He takes the same Moses. I'm going to restore you back. I'm going to resurrect you because resurrection is not replacement. Resurrection is the same thing that died. It's the same thing that is coming up. God, I don't see how my kids can be saved. That's not your problem. I'm going to bring them back. The same person who went out is the same person who's going to come back. You just continue to rejoice with the same small thing that is coming out. I will do the rest for you. Resurrection of the bride tree. That's why he's talking to Jerusalem, says, Jerusalem is the land of resurrection. God is asking to the prophet one time, says, Ezekiel, you are one of the prophets of the restoration. Can these dead bones live again? If you see the response of Ezekiel, he's looking at those bones, say, God, only you know. In other terms, I have to put my words there. When I look at the statute of it, there is no hope. But only you know, God. I don't know how it can come. I don't know how deliverance can come to Jerusalem. From these dead bones, only you know. It has been completely destroyed, God. There is no hope. But you will restore Jerusalem once again. You will restore Jerusalem. Only you know. Then God told him, just prophesy. The bride of God, God is just telling you, just prophesy the word of God. Speak to the rock in the west. You don't have to smack it. Just speak the word of God to the rock in the west. The same word of life will come forth. And these bones are going to live. They will live again. Because we are living in the time of the resurrection. We have received the message which is the seed of the resurrection. We have received the message which is the message of restoration. Amen. The same time that the prophet was receiving his commission. The same time Israel was receiving the, 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 the independence and the declaration as a nation. The flag was also now being waved into Jerusalem. The same 
same capital, people couldn't think that it could be restored. Why? To show that the same God is working on the east is the same God working on the west. And you and I, we are the remnant of that message. We are the believer of that message. We are part of the restoration. Not everybody in the time of the restoration left Babylon. Some of the people stayed in Babylon. It's so pleasant to stay in Babylon. We are prospering and everything here. But there was just a small remnant that decided, no matter our status, no matter in which status we are in, we are going back into Jerusalem. We don't know how God is going to do it, but we are going back into Jerusalem. You and I, we didn't know how it's going to happen, but God called us inside of us, put something inside of us, a desire for Jerusalem, a desire for the message of the hour. I'm going back into the message. No matter what the world is done, no matter the persecution, no matter what I'm going to, no matter my family has rejected me, I'm going back into Jerusalem. You shall know that I am the Lord, and you shall not be ashamed anymore. You shall not be ashamed anymore. Ephesians 2 says, you had, and you had he quickened, were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversations in time past in the last of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh of the mind and where by nature the children of wrath even as the others but God who's rich in mercy oh God who's rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us he's the one who took us from those things we were in from the clay he made the work of resurrection even where we dead in sins, and he quickened us together with Christ. He has done the work of resurrection, giving us life. By grace, you are saved. That's when the capstone comes back, he's saying, grace, 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 grace. God is just telling us, Zerubbabel, don't neglect the feeble beginning. Those little things that come here, don't neglect them. Just continue to feed upon the word of God constantly. Fonzo, can you come? This is my little boy. I don't need a mask because my boy. This little boy, he started looking like me a little bit, right? But potentially, he's a full man. He has children, if the Lord tarries. My grandchildren. He has... Uh, a long beard here under the mask. He's, he's a full man. Work, job, career, and everything by God's grace, he's a full man. But in order to get there, he needs to eat. The more he's eating, the more he's becoming like his dad. The more he's eating, the more he's becoming like a man, a real man. That's what, thank you, my boy. That's what the word of God is doing. God, he has put inside of each and every one of us the seed to become a mature bride of God. But what we need is to feed upon the word of God, to stay in the right 
atmosphere and to grow with the word of God. Pray and read the word of God every day and you shall grow. Amen. I just want to read one comment against all old. David Ben-Gurion, when he went back to Jerusalem, is the first prime minister of Israel. He says, for many of us, anti-Semitic feeling had little to do with our dedication to Zionism. I personally never suffered any Semitic persecution. Plonks was remarkable, free of it. Plonks was the place he was living. Nevertheless, I think this is very significant. It was Plonks that sent the highest proportion of Jews to Erech, Israel, from any town in Poland of comparable size. We immigrated not for the negative reasons of escape, but for the positive purpose of rebuilding a homeland. It's one of those who fought hard in order to get the independence, in order to get the homeland. But he didn't run away because he was suffering. It was just a desire inside of him that God put inside of him. Your homeland has to be rebuilt. Jerusalem has to be rebuilt. You and I, we are not running away from this world. Or, you know, or, or this or this. I'm suffering, so I want to go home. That's, that, that's a part of it, but it's not the whole thing. You have a desire just to go home. This place is not my place anymore. I just want to go home. I want to be with my father. That's the desire that is driving you to go. Amen. You're not running away from, from hell. That's not the reason why you're serving the message. It's a desire for your heart. God, I just love you more, and I want to walk with you. Amen. I'm running out of time, and so I'm picking, cherry-picking things, but I hope it's fine with everyone. Amen. A guy saying, Now be strong, Zerubbabel, save the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, O son of Jedekiah, the high priest. Be strong, O ye people of the land, save the Lord. Work, for I am with you, save the Lord of hosts. For that save the Lord ye once, it is a little while. And I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and the desires of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, save the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, save the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, save the Lord of hosts. In this place will I give peace, save the Lord of God. So the same trunk, now it has become a full tree. All those insects that were there, they still come. Sometimes they come. But as long as it's feeding, as long as it's under the sun, as long as it's walking near the water, you don't need to spray that tree. Prophet said, you don't need to baby that tree. You don't need to push it. You don't, come, come, do this, do this, do this. Please, please, please. Come to church, please, please. Pay your tithes, please, please. You know, have a burden for the soul, for the lost souls. Please, please. You don't need to baby that tree. It's just near the river. It's just receiving the sun directly. If anything comes, all the, the, the bird that we saw, the being the palmer worm, the palmer worm, just push it away. You have no place here. That's the kind of tree God wants us to be. 
just a tree that is blossoming in the presence of the Almighty God. That's what the bride is. God is restoring in this time, bringing completely to resurrection. Now it's blossoming. Now it's blo- as it's eating, it's feeding upon the word of God. It's becoming more and more mature. Praise be to God. And then it comes, they have the fruits. The same fruit that was at the original is the same fruit that you see at the end. The same Jesus Christ that was planted is the same Jesus Christ that you see in maturity. It was in seed form. Now you see it in the fullness. When you see that fruit, you see Jesus Christ. You say, but this is the apple. Is it the same one that you put? No, I just put the seed of that original seed. I put it in the ground. It has been feeding on the word of God and the presence of the sun, now it has become mature, exactly like the original one. And God calls it, this is Mrs. Jesus Christ. I'll just give you some scriptures here. If I can find it. Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33 first. 23, sorry, brother, says, I will set up shepherds upon them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more. Nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, save the Lord. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. And the king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In this day, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. This is the name whereby it shall be called the Lord our righteousness. So that branch that will come forth, it will be called the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Tikenu. It is the Lord our righteousness. But when it comes into maturity, God is saying in Jeremiah 23, 15, he says, In those days at that time, I will cause the branch of righteousness to grow up unto David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. This is the name wherewith she shall be called. She shall be called the Lord our righteousness. The same seed that was called the branch that was called God Himself, Jehovah Righteousness. Now the bride, when she comes to the full maturity as she's growing to David, she is called Jehovah our righteousness. It's not your righteousness anymore, it becomes God's righteousness. Because he became seen so that you might become the very righteousness of God. Who is she? The prophet says, She is him. It is the bride coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ in the bride form. When they see the fruit, they see Jesus Christ. When they look at you, they see Jesus Christ. How is it possible? God is restoring the original seed. The original seed is the, the, the spoken word is the original seed. Amen. Giving one again to confirm that. Revelation 22 he showed me a pure river of water of life, 
clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and out of the Lamb in the midst of the street of it. And either side of the river was there the tree of life, which were bare twelve manner of fruits. The tree of, remember at the beginning, it cannot bear fruit without the bride tree. So it needs you in order to bear those fruits. Because you are the glory of God. You are the glory of the tree. If you see the tree, you can't say this tree is so glorious. This tree is so beautiful. How this tree is so beautiful. Let me try to open it and see how beautiful it is inside. Let me try to see the sap inside to see if the tree is beautiful. That's not the beauty of the tree. You look at the tree, you see the fruit. So, oh, this, fruit, this tree is beautiful. Look at the fruit. That's what Jesus Christ is presenting the bride. Look, behold the lamb's wife. Behold the bride of the last age. She is my beauty. She's pure. She's undefiled. She is me. Let's give a hand to the Lord. We don't deserve it, but by God's grace, we are him. And then he says, it bears nine kinds, twelve manners of fruit, and healed her fruits every month. Not his fruit, her fruit. The tree of life is a person. You are the bright tree of life. Through whom is bearing those fruits? You don't know you will be the one bringing the healing to you. Amen. He says, you are the one who will be bringing the healing. Listen to this. He says, there shall be no more curse for the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in him. In it and his servant shall serve how would he say? He says, through the leaves, did I miss that? Through the leaves, through her leaves shall be the healing to the old nations. I don't think that it's only the healing in the millennium or in the new, in the new, in the new Jerusalem, but even now, the bride is giving healing to others. But Abraham says healing comes through different ways. A song like this morning, it was the song, it was the gift of God to the people. As they're singing, you were there, maybe your mind was troubled. Oh God, you are giving me healing through the fellowship of the bride. Sometimes when someone comes and shows a little bit of care to you, a little bit of love to you, it's healing that God is providing through the tree of life. You are the one. Pro- pro- uh, the, uh, English is, is, is flying away from me, but... <laughs> You are the one through who the life is flowing and the healing is flowing. God is the healer, but he's using you and I to provide that healing. That's why it's important to pray for one another. Give a little word of encouragement. You don't know what he's doing. You are providing healing to someone else. Sometimes you want the words that just speak the word of God. Just say positive things. You are the one God is using in order to bear the fruits. We are the bride tree through whom he can only have fruits by. It's us. Make us let, let make us ourselves available for him. Do you love the Lord? Musicians can come. So reading this part. The restoration comes with the word. As we saw at the beginning, David put the word. Solomon put the word. When he prayed, the pillar of fire was there. Ezra restored the word. Because the word is through which we have the full resurrection. The word heals. 
The prophet was talking about a girl. He came, he says, the prophet says, there was a girl, she had a cancer, and she was in a bad situation. They told her that she's going to die. She couldn't even make to the service. They say she can't even make to the service. But by God's grace, she came into the service. The prophet says, I never touched the child at all. I never as much as touched her. I walked in. She was laying on a stretcher. Of course, there was other sick people, but I was concerned about the child to catch a spirit when I spoke to her. And she seemed like a very fine little girl. I see no reason why the child should feel or should feel a premature grave. That has to be the devil trying to take our life. I never touched the child at all. Went right to the pulpit with the word and stayed with the word. And the word healed her so instantly until she got up and walked away. Is all right now living like anybody else? What is that? Can't find a trace of it anywhere. Never even touch, the, touch her. The word went forth and she believed the word. The word is God's life and God's power. And the word is what it does. The word heals the sick. That what we have received, the restored word of God is the healer. He told in Isaiah that I will give to you healing. As you receive the word of God, you are receiving healing for your soul, healing for your mind, healing for your body. The word is the healer. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jeff, for singing that song. He's my healer. Amen. Where is he? Where is he? I didn't put the last point, but it's okay. Uh, so let's just stand together. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary once again. It was in my note. Just sing it once again. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Thank you.